This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Here we go. It's hour three of the GBAC Nation on 105.3 The Fan. Josh Green with a couple monster threes here as part of a huge Mavs run as they've gone from down double digits to now leading by six with a couple of minutes to play against the uh, Pelicans. Just a little Mavs update there for you. They're playing some uh, afternoon basketball here on the holiday. As a John Owning, Pro Football Focus, joins us now here on 105.3 The Fan. And uh, good afternoon, John. How the heck are you? About as good as you can be after watching that terrible display of football yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I think that is uh, a fairly common experience for a lot of people in the audience right now. And, and for those of us on the broadcast, uh, John, how big of an upset is that in the uh, in the analytical world or in the in the metrics world? Uh, you know, I, I know the reaction to it here, but uh, how much better were the Cowboys in, than the Packers going into that game? I mean, substantially better. I think that they really, when you looked at it on paper, they had potentially answers for everything that the Packers wanted to do. You know, they especially personnel wise, play wise. I mean, if you want to just go by like. The PSF grading-wise, the Cowboys had a 93 overall grading. The Bear, the Packers were down into 85 overall. Even if you want to look on defense, the Cowboys had a, a even bigger, some more substantial um, grading berth between the two. The Cowboys were up in the 80s, whereas the Packers were all the way down in the 70s. So it was a pretty big, a pretty big surprise. You know, that's what the funny thing is, is you see a lot of the big talking heads today talking about how like, Oh, this is just what the Cowboys do. This is kind of what you expect for them kind of ignoring what they did to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last year and how they look coming into this year. I mean, the Packers seem the exact kind of team that they would be able to do well against to be able to have success and that they would have more trouble later in the playoffs against teams. Like, you know, the 49ers is the big one that the guy that everybody talks to, but to me, and I think that everybody that kind of looked at it, without trying to make a new story of it is that it was a pretty big upset and especially with how flat the Cowboys looked in every phase. Hey John, when are we going to have a, a metric for busts or mental <laughs> mistakes or I mean like a, Oh, it's a three out of six mental mistakes on those plays or something like that. It, it just seemed like, and I know you probably watched the Cowboy film already this morning. It, it just seemed like to me though, that yeah, Dan, you know, they, they tried to do some things to the Packers defensively, but just some of the mental mistakes they made were killer in this game. Oh, 100%, especially when they were in man coverage. I think yeah. the thing that jumps out in my head is, I believe it was in the red zone where Deron Bland had, a, uh, I think they were playing a two-high man defense, and Deron Bland had inside leverage, and he still gets beat inside. That's sure. just stuff that cannot happen. You cannot yeah. let those types of mistakes happen. You have to play to your leverage, and if you're going to get beat when you're inside leverage and you get beat outside, okay, you'll live with that, but you can't live with them beating you at your leverage that's just is going to make the whole defensive structure and scheme crumble 
John, I, I know uh, we we talked earlier about Jane's report that she had uh, on X about you know the motion killing the defense, but then the concern from somebody within the locker room that Dak panics when this first read's not there. Uh, I know you saw that, and and I'm wondering your thoughts on on that assessment of Dak. Yeah, I just I don't know. It just seemed like something's off that that's just not something that I believe when watching Jack this year I think in my opinion he's been one of the best uh it's been probably his best year going up going past his first read and that was backed up by the data I mean if you just want to go by PFF grades and I think that even people that disagree with PFF grades they would say that we do passing grades as good as anybody because it was built by uh guys that are in the NFL guys like Zach Robinson were the main people to help build the PFF grading structure and Dak graded as the second highest graded QB in the entire NFL um, when moving past his first read. And funnily enough, Jordan Love was number five in the NFL. So it was two, two quarterbacks going against each other that historically that season had been very good at getting past their first read. I mean, we see it all the time with Dak using his legs and buying time in the pocket, scrambling, making plays outside of the structure of the offense, getting past his first read. I think, what we saw is that the beginning of the year when the offense was really struggling was when he wasn't getting passes first because they were using that quick passing game so much. Once they started letting Dak drop back and really go through his reads a little bit more without forcing him to get the ball out so quickly, he started playing better and better and better. And I think that just really came out of left field for me because the motion thing, as you said, is something we've talked about in the past, how the Cowboys defense is cratered against motion offenses, especially ones from the Shanahan tree because of how good they are at uh, using purposeful motion to create leverage, to create, you know, abilities to outflank the defense, all these type of things. The Cowboys had the third worst success rate throughout the entire season, including the playoffs um, against teams that went again on plays that utilize motion. So it was just kind of interesting to see that. And then that, kind of tied into Dak not being good past his first read because I just didn't agree with that at all. How important has that motion become for, for the best teams? Is that, is that something that's got to be a, a top priority for maybe them to get figured out on how to optimize on both sides of the ball this offseason? Yeah, I definitely think so. It's just a way to – I really like the way that my buddy Connor Livesay says it on, on X or Twitter or whatever, is that it get, creates easy buttons for your QB. You know, when you're using motion, you're creating – conflict in the defense you're making them have to make changes post snap or making them have to communicate all these things can create busts all these things can create easy victories for the offense and all these things you know when you tie it into everything you do it's not that difficult on a play-by-play basis when you hear teams talk about when it's tough to incorporate more motion is it when it's not baked into the fundamentals of their offense and i think that's kind of where you saw the cowboys this year they kind of hit their ceiling with uh, on motion plays on offense because it wasn't really baked into the fundamentals of their offense as we saw through the first five or six weeks of the season. And I think that is something moving forward, especially if they fire McCarthy and are looking for a new person to head the offense. Motion has to be a, a big part of it. I think just all the, like I said before, all the things that it can give to you, all the things that it can make easy for the QB. Sure it creates a more chaotic environment where the QB can't really look at a static look and really be a hundred percent sure what he's seeing. But I think that is offset by all the easy completions, all of the open and separation it creates for the receivers. What's allowed the Cowboys to, you know, have some great uh, explosive games and lead the league in scoring. And then in those same seasons look pathetic. So, so many times. It's interesting. It just seems, I don't know. It's hard to like, it's one of those things where it's hard to really put 
you know, just on one or a couple things because it's something different every time, you know. Either it's Dak, he like like last night, like Dak was just off. He had a bad game. He wasn't seeing everything properly, and even when he saw it, he wasn't uh, he wasn't super accurate. Um, it's just one of those things. Like when our buddy Cowboy Stats on Twitter says, you know, when you get these these one offhand performances, it's just unfortunate that of the timing of them haven't been so good lately because it's really hard for me to put a put a finger on exactly one thing that's allowing them to be so successful against certain teams but against others not successful at all it's john honig pro football focus here with you on the fan john so as we look into the offseason now i mean w- would you make a change i feel like a lot of fans are calling for the head coach the quarterback i mean it, it, if you're the gm of this team wh- where would you like to see changes be made i might I think you definitely would. I mean, all the regular season success is good, but if it's not putting you in a position to find more postseason success, especially given, you know, Jerry's age and all of that and where the team is from a roster standpoint, I think that a change is, is necessary. And I think the interesting thing is, like we talk about with McCarthy, obviously the penalties is something that goes on him. But one thing that I think is a major hole in his resume is just the lack of cohesiveness in the run game. I mean, Look at when we look at teams like say the Texans and Lions, just off the top of my head, two teams that won yesterday and are exceeding in the playoffs, and they did it on the back of really successful run games. Is one thing you see them do is how cohesive their run game is together. They know how to piece together and sequence the run game so that they make life as difficult on opposing defense as possible. One good example is using the uh, counter run game as a constraint to the outside zone stretch. And the reason why that works so well is because the backside two blocks, the guard and the tackle on outside zone and on uh, counters are very similar on outside zone. The backside guard and tackle are looking to they're stepping wide, looking to reach the uh, nose tackle and the defensive end to their side. And on uh, counter, it's very similar. They're, they're both stepping down, getting wide, but instead of trying to overtake and cut off, they are just pinning their players inside and, when you count, when you combine that with the counter action from a back, it looks very similar from a linebacker point of view to outside zone. So what you see on multiple occasions yesterday is the linebackers flying to the side so that they can stop this outside zone, but then the teams counter right back to the backside, and that creates big open running lanes. And a team like the Cowboys, who have been an outside zone heavy team in the past, they weren't that this year, and they were just kind of just. It seemed like they were just scattershotting their running their running concepts. There was no cohesiveness to it. They didn't have a a plan to sequence them together to make it difficult on opposing linebackers. They were just kind of like, okay, we're going to run inside zone here. Okay, now we want to run pin and pull. Okay, now we want to run counter. Now we want to run power. You know, there was just a lack of cohesiveness there. I think really is a big blackmail on Mike McCarthy's uh, resume as not only the head coach but the play caller. And especially, and then when you move over to the defense, I just think I love Dan Quinn and what he does to get this defense ready. You know, they play hard from a turnover point of view. Another thing that doesn't get talked about a lot is the Cowboys were by far the best tackling team in the NFL this year. I think they had, they were double digit missed tackles fewer than the team that was in second place. So they were a fantastic tackling team uh, compared to the NFL as a whole, but he just gets, completely dog walked by the Shanahan coaching tree because of he hasn't built general rules into how to deal with motion to the point where his defense defenders can play with it without thinking and without making mistakes. 
So is is the best plan these days to try and find the the young uh, offensive minded coach and and run with him? Yeah, I think in today's NFL, that's the it's definitely not the only path to success, but I think it is the best path to success because when you don't have your young offensive mind as the head coach, then he's most likely going to get poached by opposing teams looking for a new head coach. You know, that's what you're seeing with guys like Bobby Slowick this year. And you seen with guys like LaFleur and McVay and all, et cetera, et cetera, in the past. So if you're able to secure that offensive, young offensive play caller as your head coach, it gives you stability on offense for, at least as long as he's the head coach. And we know in today's NFL stability with the quarterback and head coach or head coach and play caller is extremely important. John, does this happen to top five defenses? Is this a regular thing or, or is this a sign that, wow, you know, every, every fourth or fifth game, this defense just inexplicably is bad. Yeah. I just don't think the Cowboys are an elite defense. If you look at them on a play by play basis, they were actually a very mid tier defense. Um, They just were, allowed to stay afloat because they were so good at creating and generating turnovers. And in the games where you can't create and generate turnovers, they really suffered and they really struggled. And I think that that all comes down to, I think it's, you know, it's a multi-pronged issue. Number one, it's a personnel problem. I think a lot of it comes down to Dan Quinn was dealt a really bad hand with his linebackers this year with Lane Vander Esch getting hurt, Overshone getting hurt, having to rely on Damone Clark to be the, to be the Mike and then Marquise Bell, who's very undersized. And what that creates is when they're trying to play the run, they have to try to get downhill very quickly. So then they're susceptible to play action. And then you look at the defensive line and they finally invest in a nose tackle that we've been begging for years. And then they make them lose 30 pounds to be a 295 three technique, which makes zero sense. Mm -hmm. And I would love if somebody could explain to me why in the world that would make sense because it just baffles my brain. And then I think things like the Trayvon Diggs injury, I've been saying it all year. I think that was huge for the Cowboys, the way they want to play defense about how they want to rush up front and play coverage behind it. And when you have to move the, everybody down the depth or everybody up the depth chart one, it makes things just a little bit more difficult from that point of view. So, and it, we, I think the last thing that we noticed is that Dan Quinn's a little bit stubborn. You know, like we saw, like I mentioned before with the Shanahan coaching tree, the fact that he's been getting struggling so much against a particular type of offense and not making the changes necessary that can lead to more success. I think that really hurts his resume and really goes against the Cowboys being, you know, considered a top five defense. John, do you think, though, and, and you've mentioned it, though, but do you think the injuries really, he was trying to put a Band-Aid on an amputation? You know, with, uh, I mean, playing as much dime as they played. I mean, he really, and, and he's, and, and I'm, again, I'm not defending the guy. And I think you've made some really, really great points here. But I wonder if, if you know, they, they go after, uh, you know, they go after Leonard to try and get a linebacker here. It doesn't work. And, you know, they, they didn't really, they, they really didn't address it all during the, uh, you know, during the season before it started. They, they chose to go light at linebacker is what mm-hmm. they did. But were they, was he trying to put, a, again, an, a Band-Aid on, a, on an amputation here? I do think so. I mean, it, it was, it, it, it's tough to know how much 
you probably know better way more than me, but how much he has a say in person, how big of a reason was he for the Cowboys, you know, not going out to get uh, somebody like a Kier Tart or yeah, a, no, you're right. yeah. in the middle of the season yeah. when we saw that their nose tackles weren't playing well and Jonathan Hanglin's is banged up. Right. You know, and then you see the linebackers, you know, we all wanted to kill Leonard, but there were other options available as sure. well earlier in the season that they didn't, they did not look at and it kind of bit them in the butt. And then you have, you know, you go after guys like Rashawn Evans that are way over the hill. Right. Um, so it's just, it's definitely, it's hard to parse how much to blame him in those situations because I don't know how much say he has an in season personnel like that. Well, if he's totally, if it's totally because of him, then he, it's a, yes, it's a, he dealt himself a bad hand is what I'm going to. No, I, I think, I, I think you're absolutely right about something because, you know, I mean, he had a hand in Quentin Bohanna being here and, you know, and, and and bringing in the corner as well. From time, I mean, he has a hand. He, you know, that's the one thing Will McClay respects about him is he'll roll up his sleeves and go play personnel guy with them. Yeah. You hey, know? hey, John, uh, do the Cowboys maybe have their own Jordan Love on their roster already? In <laughs> I would like to see. I, I'm excited. That's, you know, when you come out of a loss, it's like so disheartening like last night. One thing I always like to do is trying to kind of look at the things that I'm excited about seeing next year. You know, the guy's like, I'm excited to see what John Stevens Jr. is going to look like mm-hmm. next year if he can make it out of training camp fully healthy. He looked seemed to be really impressing in training camp in preseason before the injury. Um, I want to see what Trey Lance has. Maybe he's, you know, somebody funny posted a stat or a, a, maybe a stat. I don't know what you would call it, but he was showing the numbers of all the uh, – it was Mike Renner, former PFF employee, but showing all the numbers of the quarter first-round QBs that didn't start early and that have been allowed to kind of bake on the bench and really develop. And it's pretty promising. And the fact that Trey Lance, I know a lot of it has been because of injury, not because he was just being sat, but I'm intrigued. I mean, you don't become the third overall pick for no, because you're not talented. And I think putting him in this situation where he was kind of free from pressure, got to really develop. And we, I, one thing I really respect about Mike McCarthy is how much effort he puts into developing not only the top QBs, but the backup QBs as well. And you, you guys would see all the videos and stuff they would post pregame of him going through his routine, mm-hmm. the uh, quarterback development routine. So I'm really excited to see. I think he's someone who could definitely at least push uh, Cooper Rush for the backup job. And who knows in the future what he can become. He be- you know, at worst kit, maybe he can become a like a really good trade chip that the Cowboys can use to to strengthen some of these other positions that we see their week at. Or even if a, I'm not a, I'm not someone who would advocate this. I love Dak. I think he should be the QB for the foreseeable future. But if the Cowboys don't want to pay him that, maybe he's someone who can develop into a Jordan Love esque type of young QB for the Cowboys in the future. And if I'm a young guy and I can't play immediately, I might as well just bake on the bench. You know what I'm saying, John? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I know that better than most. (laughs) I love you, buddy. Great report, man. We'll catch up with you soon. Yes, sir. You guys have a great day. Cheers. John Owning, pro football focus here with you on 105.3 The Fan. Quite a character and and quite a football genius. Man, he knows his stuff. He does. He really does. He's really good. Where are we going next, Wolchuk? All right, uh, Mavs, historic victory, and it is National Strawberry Ice Cream Day. Mm. The very, very best strawberry-flavored things. What's the top ten? That's next. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. 
You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Well, uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. had 41. He has now had games of 32, 24, and 41 since his four-point outing uh, last week uh, that cost them. Huge comeback for the Mavs. They beat the Pelicans by five. Oh, yeah. And Kyrie Irving had 42. It was uh, it was a glorious uh, come-from-behind victory there for the Mavs. 125-120 against the Pelicans to move to 24-17. and 17. Heard uh, that's your favorite kind of win from uh, Wolchuk several times. Yeah. Segment here is brought to you by the Frankels. Life's unpredictable. Accidents happen. Franklin Frankel, the go-to attorneys for car and truck wrecks in DFW. If you or a loved one has been in an accident, contact Franklin Frankel for a free consultation. It's 214 or 817-333-3333. Go to truckwreck.com. Now here he is, your woolly bully, Zach, with an H. Thank you very much. Shout out to the Mavs. Big time victory there. You mentioned uh, Kyrie with 42 and THJ with a season high 41. Both over 40. That's just the second time in franchise history the Mavs have had two 40-point scores in the same game the other last season. Luka with 42, Kyrie with 40. And that went over the Sixers, and we're thinking, oh, boy. Oh, boy. Who this, needs Luka? Well, these two could be, be special, Kyrie man. played this game, the start of this game, with sleeves, like long sleeves on, like mm. he was cold. And then he's like, uh, I need to heat this thing up. Well, he took the long sleeves off. Yeah. Went after it. Yeah. Uh, and THA was awesome in the first half. I always noticed those things. Those in the first half. Big uniform, win for the uniform things. Got playoff football going on now, right? As well, uh, the Steelers are inside the red zone. It's fourteen nothing Buffalo leading this game. We'll update that throughout the afternoon. But it is National Strawberry Ice Cream Day. I've got the top ten very, very best strawberry flavored things. What is your favorite strawberry flavored item? Did we get a turnover? Absolutely, we did. Interception there. Buffalo with an interception. Buff- Buffalo with an interception there. So, gosh, that holiday spirit is wearing off. <laughs> Congratulations, Brian. Yeah, I'm tell you what, I'm digging this right now. Just yeah, just keep throwing it. You know, oh, get man, down there in the red ball. zone. Yeah. Not a good ball there. No, this Rudolph. is where Rudolph should yell at the receiver for not transporting himself in front of the defensive back right as the ball was arriving. <laughs> oh Dak yeah, would do. take the page out of Dak's book yesterday. Yeah, that's a good page to take out. Uh, so, I've, <laughs> what what is your favorite strawberry flavored item? Is it the strawberry ice cream, or do you have something else that stands out to you, Lucius? Are you are you a big strawberry guy? Yeah, hold on, hold on. Let me got. Yeah, I got a. Uh, you got my list. Yes, I got a quick little. I list love that Lucius buddy. writes Before the you, list down. He's, yeah, during the break. It's only uh four things though. Mount Frankenberry cereal. You ever heard of Frankenberry cereal, fellas? Yes. yes. Yeah, that was damn good, bro. When that came out, strawberry milk. Ooh, oh, dude. yeah. We used to drink strawberry milk yeah. and uh, go buy Black and Miles. This was in high school. <laughs> 
Okay, so high school mouse is strawberry milk. Let you further know, we didn't even need the black and mouse if we're buying strawberry milk at the same time we're underage. Yeah, yeah, dude. Name a better duo: black and mouse and strawberry <laughs> milk. Strawberry milk. We cinnamon sticks back then. We should shove the cinnamon sticks inside the black and mouse and smoke it. So like cinnamon wow. flavor. Wow, oh man, just destroying our lungs. That's brilliant. Trade. Uh, strawberry runts. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Strawberry cough. <coughs> oh yeah, okay. it's fantastic stuff. <laughs> and any strawberry flavored cakes. Yes, dude. Strawberry Those strawberry shortcakes and whatnot. Fantastic. Stuff right I, there. I like the strawberry uh, like shortcake vending machine popsicle on a stick ice cream, too. Yeah, that's good stuff. You know? Yeah, that was is. like a middle school guarantee. The strawberry Pop-Tarts are really good, too. Two, five, four, uh, strong. Yeah, they like the strawberry flavored panties. Which I guess, I mean, there are edible underwear out there. Hmm. Maybe they just like the strawberry flavor. Who's joined that club before? I've never eaten underwear in my entire life. Yeah. No. As Have much not. as I wish I could. It was big in the 90s. Yeah? dabbled. I don't know. Uh, it was big in the 90s. I'd go a strawberry cobbler. Oh, okay. Move okay. over peach. Make a place for strawberry. All right, strawberry yeah. cobbler. Yeah. Look at strawberry that, shortcake. Dude. It's the close cousin of uh, strawberry shortcake of first, yeah. uh, of course, which would probably, that's my cheesecake one, too. Cheesecake is good, too. That is good. Yeah, cheesecake's cheesecake. in there. Uh, the Sunkissed Strawberry Soda is an honorable mention. It's actually oh, good man. Stuff. The Strawberry Soda from Church's Chicken, bro. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah, How's the Church's great. Chicken Ice? I think I think ice is important in drinks. It's the small little squares. There we go. Okay. Yeah. Now we're doing it right. Yeah, that's the best way to do it. Yep, right there. Absolutely. Uh, Hershey strawberry syrup gets an honorable mention. I don't think oh, I've ever used that's, it. That's that's good. At, yeah, that's not bad. And then strawberry Kit Kats, which I haven't seen a lot of. I've eyeballed them, but I could never go away from the original Kit Kat. The original Kit Kat's really good. Strawberry Kit Kats. What is strawberry about the strawberry Kit Kat? Is it the outside? The, outside. the icing is the icing. not chocolate. It's strawberry. All right. Yep, they're pink. Number 10 is strawberry jam or jelly. Boom. Ooh. Jam. I always jam. wonder, what is the difference? Old jam. You know, old jam, jelly. Jam, I think, is thicker, right? Jam is thicker than jelly. Okay. Hey. That's just what I've always thought. I could be. I usually jump in on these food things, but I don't. I don't know that. You, don't one. Know the you couldn't tell us the. You couldn't tell us the difference. I, I couldn't tell us the difference on that one. Sorry about that. I'll, I'll do some research. I always felt like jelly just like it like connoted more processed, whereas the jam just felt like somebody was like jam in their back, more uh, in their own farm, just hammering home their texture own. to it, more yeah. texture, the thickness, thickness. Yeah. Uh, number nine is strawberry cheesecake. Yeah. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. Strawberry cheesecake is good stuff. I'm oh, sorry. I thought my mic was off. No, You're just no, not no. a cheesecake guy, though, right? Yeah, just cheesecake. Yeah, cream cheese. Cream cheese. You know, like yeah. cream ah. cheese and oh, okay. Crab rack. Is it the cream ah. or the cheese? <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm, it's, I, maybe it's the combination of because on yeah. their own, I like both. Wow. Yeah. No opinion. He hates it so much he has no opinion on it. Can I actually be vulnerable and honest with you right <laughs> now? I haven't broken down the ingredients like a food nerd. Ooh, ooh. What do you got? Pause, boys. Wolchuk needs to get vulnerable and honest for what a happened? second. Wait a minute, so we butt cracking here? There was I don't a couple, know. There was like a couple weeks ago we were talking about the cream cheese rangoons. Oh, yes. I definitely, on the way home, specifically ordered just cream cheese rangoons at this Chinese restaurant by my house, picked those up, and the lady was like, oh, all you got was this? I said, yes. I went into my car, ate, ate them. them in the driveway, and then walked inside. Yes! Were that depressed? Wolchuk! 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 Dude, not, that was great, I'm man. not proud about it. No, that that's the Miami loss. But I did it. Sometimes you have to it do was that. after the Miami loss. Yeah, I'm doing it <laughs> yes. too. Yeah. Just a sad, cold. Yeah, I felt the same way. He's, oh, sitting, he's just sitting in his car, just huh. munching on down. They were so good. Dude, dude. Been the been so times. Things taste better in the car sometimes. <gasps> it's been so long since I'd had them too. Like I, 
I regretted it, but did I regret it? I okay, let me ask you this. Was it something you had been sort of stewing on all day? You heard cheesecake, whatever, cream cheese, was, rangoons. Ever since the top ten list, we were talking cheese, the the crab rangoons, and I'd been wanting them. So like, it had been just, sitting at the, like, you had been considering yes. it for days and days, yes. and finally we a cowboy about, loss broke well, you. We were talking about fried, the egg rolls. We were talking about fried stuff. That's what it was. And it was the best fried food. That's what it was. And you, yeah, the yes. crab rangoons. Uh, and and it just been like in my mind, and I just said, you know what, F this. I mean, what's, I what's the fact? Fast food item you do that for Brian, where you're just like oh, Jack in the Box tacos, tacos, it's Jack, the tacos. Yeah, yeah, I ordered like six of them and just sit there and eat them all in the car. Eat two before the time they <laughs> give me my check, my money back. Like yeah. to say, no, well here's your card, and I'm okay, thanks. You know, yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Crunching two tacos down. I do it with with. How about this the little the, box of tacos now? Oh, the tiny tacos. The tiny tacos. Are they good? Oh yeah. my yeah. gosh! Yes. You want the spicy ones? For me, it's the Sonic Cine snacks. And I'll, I'll combo that up with some Mott sticks. And yes. it's just like the most unhealthy but sinfully Glorious. delicious yeah. fast food that order. Is, you should go bite for that. bite on that? Or do you do you no, take the Mott it, yeah. sticks and then you do the, the dessert, the Cinnabon dessert? Yeah, I'll, I'll eat a couple of the Mott sticks, just like two of them, and okay. then jump into dessert. That's so good. Number eight is indeed uh, the strawberry milk. They're luscious. Number seven, strawberry sour punch bites. Are these like the sour punch straws, but... They're bites, I guess. They look bites, yes. Because the Sour Punch Straws, man, I haven't had one of those in a long time. They're so good. Number six is Strawberry Shortcake. Phenomenal. Yeah. Five is Strawberry wow. Airheads. Five better than Shortcake. I know. I feel, I feel like Shortcake's okay. getting shortchanged here. Never had the Airhead thing. Airheads I, are pretty yeah, good. I had them as a kid, but yeah. like a head of Strawberry Shortcake? I don't, I, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't want any synthetic strawberry flavor in my top five if you're keeping, keeping Shortcake out. That's fair with me. I do believe I saw I'm not gonna fight you. our guy John Mashota just just looking happy birthday, dapper. By the way, happy, happy birthday, John. happy birthday, John. Looking like you know he's doing the suit thing. He was in playoff mode in the press box yesterday, and he went to the wall of candy. And I think he took an entire grown man handful of Airheads. Good for John. I was like, Dude, that guy's got some deal. good taste right there. He knew today was National Strawberry Day. Number four is chocolate covered strawberries. Man, that's an expensive proposition, but they're damn good. Yeah, they are damn good. That's ex- if you want to get someone's on your good side, give them a box of those. See, I think it's good when it's when you're doing it. If you have like a fondue thing that's happening and you're mm-hmm. dipping it in the chocolate and eating it, not where it's like frozen on there mm-hmm. and it was like made yesterday. And yeah. Now you're getting it from Kroger today, you know, and and it's like there's condensation like all over the fountain. chocolate and stuff. Yeah, like get that thing just boom right there into wow. the fountain. Right there into your face. That's what it's all about. Your quarterback just uh, ran for about 40 yards right through the Pittsburgh defense. Josh Allen. They're they're absolutely just boat racing, these Pittsburgh Steelers right now. 52-yard run. Wow. Uh, Number three is the strawberry parfait. Okay. Didn't McDonald's crush on the parfaits for a long time? They did. Sure did. Yep. Number two would be the strawberry starburst. Mm. Oh, is that the red? Pink. pink. Yeah, oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. And that's the, the best pink one. one is the strawberry. Yeah, I think that's, that's pretty good. Yeah, I yeah. think so. Okay. And then number one, it tastes like strawberry, but it's good. It that's is good. good. Number one, the berry berry best strawberry flavored item is indeed strawberry ice cream. Thank you. Yeah. My three-year-old, that's her favorite go-to. Every time we go to Brahms, she gets the strawberry ice cream. And I'm that, always impressed with it. I'm like, man, I would never have considered to get this because of the Rocky Road situation yeah. that I'm in. That, but every time I tried, I'm like, it was a good call. A strawberry Great. milkshake is the one, man, right? Yeah, yeah Whataburger yeah, does which it, right? Is, is off the strawberry ice cream tree? Yeah. Certainly. I believe so. Yeah. Uh, breaking news from the uh, the, the text, uh, Sonic took away the Cine snacks in December. What? I Googled it. What? I confirmed it. I'm not being butt-cracked. I'm oh. devastated. Oh, it must no. have been one of those items that people only pulled up and ordered. And they weren't a high margin item, you know. 
They were probably just getting runs on the Cinnas snacks. They were they were taxing the employees' time, not making profit, and distracting them from getting customers other orders. So inferior items, but prior higher margins. Can I slide in like, some some cowboy news real quick? Sure. Mm-hmm. Stephon Gilmore apparently he's going to undergo shoulder surgery this week for that right labrum tear, according to Michael Gelkin. Yeah, it's okay. He's, he's got a free agent. Plenty of time in retirement to get that thing healthy. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know. That's that's going to be one of the interesting names to discuss when we do get into some keep them or old yeller room. But coming up next, cool. Chief, you got a sports hodgepodge. Where are you taking us? Yeah, not only are we going to make fun of the Cowboys, we're going to make fun of the rest of the division next year in the nation. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Well, thank you very much, Lucius. Uh, it is, uh, it's kind of a somber uh, Cowboys Monday here with you in the G-Back Nation. We pick up the pieces and talk about where we go from here. In the meantime, uh, we got a little uh, sports hodgepodge with Eric Chiafalo, and here he is, the chief. Yes, sir. Uh, looks like I'm seeing in D Magazine here. Turns out the uh, the Dallas Front Runners are the only franchise over the last 25 years to have a top 10 regular season winning percentage and never reach a conference championship game. Wow! So that's pretty impressive stuff, right there. Borderline impossible feat, and they were uh, they were able to do that. Uh, now, there's so many things to point and laugh at. Twitter was incredible yesterday. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that I'm seeing uh, from DJ Rocket, who's a big Tolo throat it, uh, threw it our way, looks as though our guy Sam Williams had posted before the game yesterday on his Instagram about how him and Cavante Turpin would be hosting a Cowboy victory party at a place called the Playhouse, I assume in Dallas somewhere, uh, for last night. I wonder how that party went. Was it only in in case of victory, or was it just no matter what after after the game? Sam Williams and Cavante Turpin are going to be partying uh, uh, at, at the playhouse. I don't know how those plans unfolded after the game, uh, but going and doing that on the front end is is uh, you know it's sort of what you expect with like Sam Williams. It's like this is a guy who's going to probably run into a punt returner at some point and get a flag and instead of the team starting inside the 10 yard line, they'll get it out there near the 20 wouldn't matter anyways. Cause the defense was ready to surrender any length of the field drive to Jordan love and company yesterday. Uh, but the incompetence, I just felt like it was kind of cool. The consistency of yesterday, the incompetence actually started before kickoff with the Instagram posts of cowboy victory parties at club playhouse in Dallas. Uh, and then they continued the incompetence through the game. It's so, an all-time jinx right there. It was wonderful. Maybe, maybe one led to the other. Chicken or the egg. Yeah, it could be. And, and this is what drives fans crazy, where it's like the focus is not solely on football. And that has something to do with kind of the culture of the organization. And maybe the Jones family didn't mean for it to be that way, but when it's like the glitz and the glamour and everything's first class and you're able to have your side businesses and all this and the focus is not just on being a football player and let's take care of business and win on the field, this is the kind of conversations and stories we have. Yes, uh, there were people tweeting things out like photos of Will Smith and, and Jada saying this oh. is Dak and CD's chemistry right now. Oh, no. Um, somebody wanted to let us know on Twitter as well. If I send you this photo, uh, this photo being just a, a headshot of Dak Prescott, it just means uh, that I'm not going to be showing up. 
Uh, so I think that's a, a nice little thing we might be able to invoke into our own, you know, daily regimens. If you know you're not going to show up, you just send the, the the photo of you know the still shot of Dak, boom, and that lets the people know you will not be in attendance. You know, uh, so those are those were some of the Twitter funnies uh, that people were appreciating. I certainly was, uh, and the, I mean, is playoff Dak a thing now? Playoff Dak in terms of like that yeah. being a nightmare situation. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. That is. That's where we're at. This is a huge opportunity. I think he could have got back to 500 all time in his career before the Niners game, and now he slides three below. Is his record two and five all two time? Two and five, yeah. Wow. Oh my gosh, yeah. There was a great stat of the day. I believe Nick Foles has more playoff wins than Dak and Tony Romo combined. I believe I that's believe the that. stat there. Yeah. Shout out to old Nick Foles there. Yeah, yeah that they is each the have stat. Two, so yeah. they're combined. They've got four. Pretty wonderful. Pretty wonderful. Uh, now the um, you know the other thing that you'll see in the football world right now. One, I don't think we've ever seen this before. You just had Stephon Diggs of the Bills uh, being tackled uh, into the sidelines of the Steelers, and he picked up one of the Steelers Gatorade bottles and just started drinking it. And then the ref <laughs> like short circuited. He didn't know how to. Uh, oh my god! No, to no, react. no, <laughs> no, no. You're not supposed to do that. You can't squirt that into your face. It's a different face. It's, a, it's supposed to be squirted in. Your your bottles are over there. And you can squirt those in your face, but oh. the but the yellow and the black ones, those are actually going to be for for these guys over here. So Stephon Diggs is doing bits as the Bills are up twenty one nothing right now. They just had a block field Ooh. goal, and the Buffalo Bills might have lost their punter trying Uh-oh. to chase down. Uh-oh. Yeah, we might have a pulled hamstring situation with the Buffalo punter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's going to be an all time gift right there. Yeah, that cold air gets you a little tight, didn't it, there, Mr. Punter Man? This poor guy just pulls up lame. Oh no, that is awful. Now, Hunter Bucks, he's faking that because he doesn't want to have yeah. to tack, tackle the Steeler linebacker was about to pick it up. He was like, oh, hammy. I think that's Sam Martin. I don't think he's faking. I think he's really hurt. I think that dude's hit some people before. Oh, we got. Yeah, that's a guy who hasn't gone out in a full-on sprint in well over a calendar year. He's like, I'm just here to, to hold the hold field goal oh, snaps boy. and punt the football, dude. Uh, there's nothing in my contract that says I'm supposed to be running. That's Dan uh, Campbell's dream come true. The punter's hurt. Hmm. I do imagine that every time, Dawson, you talk about getting on the field with your girls, kicking around the soccer Sorry. ball, I do sort of imagine that's that's the way it looks where you, you oh, come yeah. up with a little no. hammy situation yeah. uh, within seconds of competition yeah. beginning. Well, make no mistake, I'm running gingerly, <laughs> but it's not because of any recent injury. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> Did you guys see the report out of New York with the Giants and uh, Brian Dable? Dable? I saw something about this. Uh, apparently, th- like everybody hates Dayball in the organization with the Giants. I mean, last year he's like coach of the year. This year their offense is as bad as any offense you've ever seen in the history of professional football. And so, you know, everything is coming crashing down in New York. We know about their defensive coordinator, Wink Martindale, having issues with Brian Dayball, and he is no longer there. Yeah. Uh, but apparently in the New York Daily News, uh, they go back to a November game versus Washington when uh, the Giants were leading the Commanders 24-12 to late in the fourth quarter, Wink Martindale's defense had forced four turnovers. But the quote is, you're going to lose this game just like you lost us the Jets game. That's Dayball in the headset during the game talking to Wink Martindale, his defensive coordinator. Wow. Uh, so they, they go through how everybody was talking about, hey, during games, like Brian Dable is, he's just a madman. He's crazy. He's just mother bleeping everybody. He brings no solutions. And he is, he's basically just toxic. So their general manager, Joe Shine, uh, Shane Shine, decided to 
put the headsets on during the game so that as the general manager, he can hear all the communication and interaction that the coaches have on the headset. So he can hear for himself just how much of a bleep hole sort of uh, Brian Dayball is. And they actually note in the story that is something that a couple of general managers across the sport do um, or pro personnel people, including Will McClay for the Cowboys. Uh, he's a yeah. guy that will during the game he'll be able to, I guess, sometimes or all the time. Will used to be able to help. Will used to be able to help. Man. Will was part of being in the in the box. And yeah, he's McCar- a good coach. And McCarthy yeah. McCarthy asked him not to sit in there anymore. Yeah, I think he was he's in the suite oh. yesterday with the Joneses. Yeah, he that's where he sits. Will Will used to help Dan with personnel on the field, and then he was asked that he needs to not be in that box anymore. Okay, I'm sure that. Uh sure he was just very excited to get that news. I'm sure he feels like that's a good good direction for the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, so that, that's what's going on in New York. Uh, the, the, the bad stuff on Dayball is coming out rapidly. Uh, you know, I think what's kind of happening is these guys who are making progress as a coach, the defensives got so much better this year that if you don't have good personnel and a good scheme now, you are in trouble. I think, I think you know, a lot of games the Cowboys – had good personnel but not good scheme or you know they their scheme was good in some games but not consistently and you know I think that's what's unfortunate now is all defenses are going to have to adjust all offensive um you know coaching staffs are going to be evaluated more than ever and we might see the window closing on the wind on the golden opportunity to run this optimized offense with the motion because all defenses are adjusting now mm-hmm. and we've been talking about it for Coaches are getting better years, at stopping yes. this stuff. Oh, yeah. Yes. They are. Coaches have gotten a lot better at yeah. stopping it. Yeah. And so now, even if the Cowboys would go to this next year, the the golden opportunity to get you a championship based on playing chess is gone. The Niners and, and, and Rams managed to get there as a result of it. And, you know, now you are back in this situation where the next opportunity is is – currently in the lab right somebody's trying to cook something up can you be amongst the teams to recognize it working quickly and then implement it um but this was the best opportunity to win a championship with scheme i think since the west coast offense and bill walsh took over with the 49ers in the 80s and just like then this thing ran its course in about five or six years the league has adjusted Chief, uh, you're going back-to-back here, buddy. A little football's finest coming up next. Where are you taking us? A deep dive into yesterday's debacle next year in the nation. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. 
Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade used with permission.